You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Always really enjoyed saying that phrase, whether with my buddies growing up or especially to my brother, maybe sometimes on the basketball court when someone's maybe ready to they just maybe press you too far. You better, rock, you better watch yourself before you wreck yourself. But when you really like, look at that phrase, it's, it's kind of weighty. Like You're going to wreck yourself unless you stop, pause, and examine yourself and analyze yourself. Really look at yourself to look at what it is that you're doing, how you're acting, maybe even the way you're thinking. And if you continue to do it, it's, you're going to be in trouble. There's going to be consequences to the actions. So you better watch yourself before you wreck yourself. And the other thing about this phrase is that the wreckage will be 100% your own doing. It won't be anyone else's fault, but your own. You're going to wreck yourself. So Jesus is talking today in the gospel to the chief priests and the elders and the chief priests and the others are about to get wrecked by their own doing because they refuse to check themselves. And there's two fatal flaws that keep them from checking themselves that I think comes out in this parable that Jesus gives in the gospel. It prevents them, these chief priests and elders, from progressing in the spiritual life. It keeps them from progressing morally. And those two things are they refuse to know themselves and they refuse to get to work. So first, they refuse to know themselves. After the parable finishes, where you know the father had two sons, the first one said, I'll go, I'll go out to the vineyard and work, but then he doesn't go. The second son says, I'm not going. No, did I get that wrong? The first son says, the first son says, I'm not going to the vineyard, and then does. And then the second one says, yeah, I'll go, and then he doesn't go. And at the end, after the parable's over, Jesus turns to these chief priests and these elders, these ones who are the Israelite elites, these are the leaders, these are the religious ones, and he turns to them and says, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. That is, they're willing to do something that you're unwilling to do. They're willing to pause, to look at themselves, to analyze themselves, to check themselves, to say, I'm not always what I ought to be. I need help. My will is broken, it's bent. I do things that I know are wrong, that I don't want to do because I know they're wrong, and then I do it anyways. I know that my will is broken, and I need help. I need to change. The tax collectors, the prostitutes, were able to hear those words of John the Baptist when it came to him, and Jesus said, and they were able to turn and to repent and to change their ways because they knew themselves. They knew they needed help. These chief priests and these elders could not do that. They could not make that move because their pride, their inflated ego, prohibited them from going low enough to check in themselves. 
to knowing that they have a bent will, knowing that sometimes they do things that they don't want to do. And this is, of course, oftentimes what we do. We, it's more comfortable for us to not know ourselves sometimes, a lot of times. Practically speaking, we would prefer sometimes to not watch ourselves closely, to really examine what is it that I do and why do I do the thing that I'm doing? To examine it, and where does that happen? Primarily that happens in silence, sitting with him, with ourselves, examining that, but sitting with him, sitting with Christ. And oftentimes, that self-reflecting, it's painful. And that self-knowledge, it takes a lot of effort. We're busy all day, the last thing we wanna do, like what we want is just some leisure time. I'm running around all day, let me sit here at the end of the day and just do something for my mind to escape, to have some leisure time, which of course we know leisure is good, but it prohibits us sometimes to do anything more painstakingly examining to know ourselves and to do it with Christ. Psalm 139, the psalm that says, search me, O God. This is his prayer. This is David's prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Help me to know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any grievous ways within me and then lead me into the way everlasting. The chief priests and elders could not make that prayer that David makes. Their pride prevents them. And if you and I are humble enough, if we're humble enough to sit with ourselves, to check ourselves, we're going to find that there's some things there. We're going to find that our will is bent, that we do things that we don't want to do, that I'm not always what I ought to be. I'm not the husband that I want to be many times. I'm not the spouse that I want to be, the father the mother that I want to be, the sibling that I want to be, the child I want to be. And so we're going to find that there's some ugly things there, which then ultimately brings us to this second fault here of these chief priests and elders, this fatal flaw. And that is they refuse to put in the work. We get the idea sometimes, both because of even this parable, contributes to us having this idea, but other parts of the gospel, even hearing other people's conversion stories of how they're able to turn away from sin. Like we hear this first story, the first son said no. And then one day, bam, he went out, he was obedient. He turned from his ways. Or in the gospel, right, another tax collector was Matthew. What was it? Jesus is just walking by, Matthew's sitting at the custom post as a tax collector in his sin, and Jesus says, come follow me, and Matthew gets up and follows him. And again, hearing other people's conversion stories, them overcoming these sins, we think, well, that's certainly not my experience. Like, I've been struggling with the same thing for maybe years and decades, and, it's, and I'm not able to beat it. I'm stuck here. And so I'm hearing all these other great conversion stories and just this ease of being able to turn from it. And so therefore, there must be something wrong with me. And that's just wrong. Because turning from sin and really like, rooting out sin from its base 
is a process, and it takes putting in work. Thomas Aquinas, Thomas Aquinas says that avoiding concupiscence, that is, that is changing one's will, he says it takes and it demands much labor. It demands much labor. Prostitutes and tax collectors, they were able to put in the work of which the chief priests and the elders would not put in. They would check themselves and put in the work. I had a guy at my last parish who was struggling with with chastity habitually. And he would confess it over and over and over again. We're talking years and it was causing a mess in his life with his, with his spouse, with his family, into his work. And he just comes in, in tears, desiring freedom. But he was despairing. He was losing hope. Sitting with him and saying, okay, we're talking and just asking, like, asking, what actions have you taken to overcome this particular sin? And he said, um, like, I, I go to confession. I, I go to confession regularly. And to be sure, that's no small thing. That's really important because I need the help. I need God's grace here to do this. That's part of checking oneself is going to confession and knowing oneself. It's like, hey, I'm going to get my butt to confession. That's no small thing. But then I asked, no, like, what, what work are you putting in? To overcome this. Do you have any software on your computer? Have you read any books? Have you, you listened to any podcasts about this? Of course, the answer to all those were no. Two months later, he came back with joy, excitingly saying, Father Mark, in the last two months, I've slipped up only one time. And then he proceeded to show me these two books that he just plowed through. He proceeded to show me these podcasts that he subscribed to that he doesn't miss an episode. He proceeded to show me these online conferences that he partook in, this accountability group that he's in. That is putting in work. That's putting in work that's needed, cooperating with God's grace, but putting in work. To overcome this. And so one thing I encourage all of us here to do is to sit with, to sit with ourselves, with Christ, to listen, to examine ourselves, to analyze, and allow the Spirit, allow this Spirit to put one thing on our conscience today. One thing. If you're anything like me, because our will is broken and all of us, our wills are broken, you're going to have six or seven things come up. Pick one. Pick one thing that the Lord puts on there, the one thing that maybe we're thinking of right now that the Lord has it on, this thing that I've struggled with that I know I'm not putting in the work that I should be put, putting in on. It's on our heart right now. It's on our mind right now. And then throw the kitchen sink at it. Get to work. Cooperate with God's grace, but put in the work that's needed Just a concluding application here, maybe for these readings, is we have this, this pride that prohibits these 
chief priests and elders from making these moves and checking themselves. There's another side of this. There's another side of maybe some of us, like we know, like I know myself well, Father Mark, and I know, like I'm, I fail miserably in this area and I know it well and it eats me up. And maybe the thought is, and I consistently talk with people who feel that their sin, their particular sin, the thing that they struggle with maybe for a long time, that it's, that it's too big for God. That my past, what what's I've done in the past or the current thing that I struggle with, it's too dark. The mistake I made is just too big. God couldn't forgive me of this or I can't change from this that I'm in. That is exactly what Jesus here, both this week and last week, is getting to the point and saying, there is nothing too big that I will not come rescue you from and welcome you back. So let's hearken to this, these readings here this weekend and to the, to the reality that the Father is pulling us to himself in his mercy and for us to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves and namely to have knowledge, to know ourselves and then put in the work.